I'm going to remember to do our Patreon plug right now. So we're at patreon.com slash pop junction where you can get early access to our episodes. So you get to listen to it when it's done, right when it's done, before it is released. And we're going to start putting bonus content on there and you can earn pop junction merch. If you have ideas for merch from stupid shit that we've said on this show, let us know. Because I don't know what's funny that we say. Right now we have, I put merch on there with Hillary fiance bungee death streaming this fall. I put that (laughs) on there and I forget what else, but that's, you can get that, get some other things. But if there are, if there are, our two listeners, our two regular listeners, if you have ideas, please let us know. Is Is that a legit stat? No, (laughs) no, I'm just exaggerating. So now that we're talking, I have one thing to say, and that is that I'm about to visit family in Boston, meet my niece for the first time. But because I'm going away for several days, I'm thinking about (laughs) I'm thinking about getting acrylics again. And you need to talk me out of it. My nails are great. Like they're in good shape now because I didn't do anything to them like after that point. So now my nails look healthy again. And now it's like I've forgotten my nail trauma, my acrylic gel marathon. And that's why you want to go back. And now I'm like, man, those acrylics were fly. But they also, it felt very weird. I felt like Edward Scissorhands because they they didn't feel (laughs) like they were very mad long. But also they don't feel like they're not your nails. So they feel like kind of disembodied and like... You're scratching yourself, but there are no nerve endings in the nails. So it's, it's fucking weird. But yeah. anyway, I was thinking about doing um, it again. Although I'm going to be handling a newborn baby. So probably shouldn't. Yeah, don't do shouldn't acrylic. Do with shouldn't a, do they'll it. be looking at you like, why'd you do that? Why did you show up like, hi, and Caitlin's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No, but I, I will I'm do jobs, I think. Yeah. I'm glad we, I'm glad we talked to this girl. <laughs> Remember, I but I also got acrylic nails at the beginning of the year that were yes. like Dracula nails. Yes. Fucking ridiculous. And they look amazing, but we had this conversation off the I pod. couldn't do anything. I couldn't you work can't. for a week. <laughs> My productivity was like at one-tenth of its normal. Truly. I type like, like a mad woman. Like I type over 100 words a minute. And yeah, you do. You're like a typing fiend. I am a typing fiend to the point where every workplace I've been in, when someone walks by when I'm typing, they always say, you're not really typing. And I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> like, why would I pretend to type right now? Like, what the fuck? There's um, a meme yeah. where Jay, there's a meme where Jay Versace <laughs> types aggressively Oh my god! Really? Um, with the Moesha theme song in the background. What? And <laughs> It's like the funniest that meme ever. That sounds outstanding. He's because it's basically a fucking like genius. How I write in my diary, but you know, it's like the gist of the meme, and it's just him being like, you know, with like Moesha, um, chords playing in the background. It's amazing. I have to look that up. I love him so much. <laughs> I miss him. He like basically stopped doing his thing. Did he like go to college or something? Like, is that why? Know. Like, because he he was like, he was Jay, a baby. Come back to us. You, you know? made my. Or did he just go over to TikTok? Did he go over to TikTok and like stop doing the gram? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Jay, if you hear this. (laughs) Jay. Jay. (laughs) Jay, you're out there. Shout it into the mic. We miss you. Jay Versace. Okay, so no acrylics. The other thing. So before we get off of acrylics, 
listeners, you need to think about this. So acrylics have become mainstream. They've always been all the rage here in South Brooklyn, but they've become very mainstream. You have your Ariana Grande's, your Adele's, what have you. Your Kardashians. Your Kardashians. Chloe is on her nails, okay? Always. She's on her nails, days, always with the nail game, always. But Mia rightfully pointed out to me, none of these women must be able to wipe their asses properly, or they have to mm. hire somebody to wipe their asses, <laughs> which is insane. Not cute. You can't wipe your ass with long acrylic nails. You just can't. I mean, you can, I guess, but it's not going to be It's not good. good. It's not good, and we'll leave it at that. Is there anything you'd like to discuss before we launch into the main events? I want to keep chronicling this whole Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian thing. I've been following it still. Happy Scorpio season. Wonderful. Yesterday was his birthday. He celebrated it. At Mama Chris's house. Wow, you are like, now that he's like all, you know, enveloped in the Kardashian world, now you're like... On your Pete Davidson shit. I don't even, like, I don't have the updates the way that you do. It's just on my IG feed. It's not intentional. I don't okay. seek it out. It's just. Okay. Like, my feed was already still, a receiving like place for all Kardashian news. It's, so now he's, he just is yeah, in it. He's now a, a part of your curated timeline. Like, it's fascinating. Yeah. He's a Pete. He's a Pete. <laughs> but they all hung out, Chris, Kim, and Pete, and they all were wearing matching pajamas. That so sounds where... correct. How else do you feel about this? What what are, are your feelings? Well, I had I had a reaction today because in seeing media attention to this to this latest trip around the sun that was Kardashian infused for Pete Davidson, someone wrote in the in the comments on IG being like, "Oh, Kim's really clout chasing for real now. She can't let her sister Courtney shine because Courtney just got engaged to." The dude from Blink-182. Okay. So I guess maybe the thought was that, like, Kim is bored because she's not in, like, the spotlight for her dating life or romantic history right now, aside from her recent divorce from Kanye. And so it's, uh, apparently in this duo, she'd be the one that was clout chasing, and I was like... No. I don't see that. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't see that at all. I don't see it at all either. So... Wow. I'm just watching it with curiosity. I'm not judging it. I'm just like, hmm. He's had a fascinating dating history. Because before, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, and I, the all I know is like Kim, Ariana, and Larry David's daughter, whose name I forget. He also dated Kate Beckinsale, I think. What? <laughs> That sounds that's that's so random. Yeah, because yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking he, about like Kate, I'm thinking about just hearing their voices, and Kate just being like posh Londony accent, just like hello Pete, and Pete just being like yeah, you know like I'm <laughs> dropping pics- like, just- I'm dropping pictures of them together in the chat. Oh Jesus fucking funny. Christ! I'm not for you to see what this I'll, these I'll save like. I'll save that for later, but. Did you know her name is Kate Beckinsale, not Kate Beckinsdale? I've definitely yes. been adding a D her whole life, or my whole life. All right. Well. I've been like, Kate Beckinsdale. I've been saying You live, Dale. you learn. <laughs> it's 
Kate Beckinsale. That is yeah. a very different name. It is than a very what different name. You made have... it like a Chippendale. <laughs> you made her a Chippendale. I, I literally call her Kate Beckinsale. This is like very I'm going to now call her Kate Beckinsale. But like I've never looked at her I name like closely to notice that there is no D. I like it like, better. I like it well, better. No, it sh- there should be no, a D. There is a D, but there it's not in her be name. <laughs> It's Pete Davidson's D. Ah, <laughs> and when they broke up, the D left her name. Ah, ah. What are we talking about today? Harold and Kumar, right? The Harold and Kumar trilogy. Ah. I feel compelled to approach this like scholars. It's like revisiting the Harold and Kumar trilogy now that half of the duo has come out publicly. You know what I mean? And like finding the extra queer layers in there. You know? Well, I think this is very much for me like a JC Justin situation. Woo! Where... <laughs> okay. She took it there. You know, she took it there. I'm like, she took it there. What was there? I'm like, what was there? What was there? Like, what was there? I mean, okay. Let's 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 there? let's throw down the gauntlet right now. And I had this thought while I was watching the third movie because the third movie, that first shot of John Cho is like talk about my vagina exploding. Like that is the mm. mo- the hottest fucking man I've ever seen in my life, okay? Like when he's standing by the window in that suit and he's just like, "What? Like who are you? Like how do you look at John Cho and like become close to him and work that closely with him and not just like want to fuck him that constantly. was my thought that was exactly where i was going with this. i was thinking wow kumar John must have been going Cho. through it because cal penn had to play kumar who was just a platonic friend to john cho's harold and no there's no, no way to platonically look at harold it's not no possible absolutely not it's not a thing there's no way it's to platonically look at john cho possible there just in isn't. General. There just isn't. He's in so general. beautiful. My God, I get angry huh. about it. He's just. Mm, he's perfect. He's perfect. He's true perfection. Like oh. life-ending perfection. Like no, like <laughs> fucking like. Shout out to his wife, Carrie Higuchi. Like you fucking mwah, like you nailed it. You won the game of life there. Okay. <laughs> You married John Cho. You had his babies. Fucking kudos. They've been together for a minute. They really have. They really, really have. Yeah. He's just. Oh, my God. So um, she was was just a co-ed at Berkeley. mm Mm-hmm. And then you see one John Cho at Berkeley. And And I mean, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do? Can we talk about his age? Yeah. He's like 50-something, right? He's 49. 49. Okay. He's almost 50. Yeah. Looking like a twenty-five year old. Yeah. He gets he gets better and better and better with age. He's mm. like oh God. Mm. The feelings mm. He the, attended Berkeley when we were in like middle school. school. <laughs> elementary school. Ah Yeah. He graduated in ninety six, so he was in college when we were like ten. He graduated <laughs> college when we were in seventh we were grade. In, in, yes. <laughs> well, that really puts life yeah. into perspective. It does. It sure does. It also, it also, I think, rewards longevity, the fight, the whatever to oh, get to yeah. Hollywood. You know? Oh hell yeah! He he been around forever, and um, I also, I mean, I feel like he's the both of them have been through like 
They were really in the trenches of like trying to fight their way out of playing stereotypical like five line roles, which they both mm-hmm. did like forever. And Harold mm. and Kumar was like a beautiful smashing of that whole thing. And they still I mean, even after Harold and Kumar, they both had to like continue doing that for a while until, you mm-hmm. know, John Cho started getting cast in stuff like Star Trek and Cal Penn was in house yeah. So I have a question about yeah. early John Cho. Did oh, you yeah. see him in Better Luck Tomorrow yes. when we were in college? Because I feel like that's how yes. it all started for me. Like there was like a thing. It was it was Ugh. showing at the Independent Theater on campus. Great fucking movie, by the way. Great fucking Great movie. Great fucking movie. <laughs> it started just the word word of mouth started traveling of like, oh, you yes. have to go to the theater and see Better Luck that's Tomorrow. That's right. It was like, and they did like a college tour. And I think that's yeah. how they yeah. like, got, they did this total like grassroots, like kind of, you know, like yeah. spreading the word kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it worked because I was did. like, ooh, Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah. Justin Lin. That was well done. That's a great movie, by the way. I used to show scenes from that in my film classes my students would be like what is this <laughs> what is this yeah better luck tomorrow that was um i think that was my my john cho like moment yeah it's odd that i can't really pinpoint it but yeah he's who who boy and he was also my entry point into the star the star trek reboots which are fantastic and which got mm. me into chris into chris pine like single-handedly so it all starts with john cho Really, it starts and yeah. ends with John Cho. Um, wow! I, I, I need to also everything that's happening around how I'm reacting to the fact that he's 49 is like really impacting me. Mm. Like technically, he actually graduated in '96 from Berkeley, but he graduated from high school in 1990. I need you to think about what high schools in America looked like in 1990. That was like three years uh, after Pretty in Pink. Like, <laughs> like, like his high school years looked like Pretty in Pink. Like, I used to really soak that in for a minute. Well, I actually, like, when you said that, my mind immediately went to racism and, like, oh, the, yeah. all the riots okay. and shit that were happening around that time. Yeah. I was like, God damn, like, he went through. Yeah, that there's, like, what a difference, like, a decade and a half makes, you know? Mm-hmm. Not even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, decade and. Yeah. Yeah, decade yeah. and a half, basically. God damn. But can you imagine him being on a high school campus looking like... No. With a Letterman jacket. Like, I'm just thinking, like, 1990 high school. Well, it's, it's a mix. And it's, like, it's like an abrupt pivot from, like, Pretty in Pink to, like, 90210, both of which I find yes. hilarious. <laughs> yes. I will say, like, John Cho, like, he's, he's grown into his looks because I feel like when I've seen... I definitely, like, went through my John Cho phase of, like, I'm going to go deep into his, like, filmography and watch every First fucking all, thing he's ever done. I didn't done. know... How that was gonna end? You were like, "I'm gonna go deep," and I was like, "What are you gonna go deep <laughs> into?" We go deep and we don't <laughs> sleep. We yeah, it sounded so sexual. You're like, "Was back in the day when I was really <laughs> no, like super you, old." She was obsessed, y'all. Yeah, there was I really a was. period where, like, I sure was. You couldn't talk. I mean, damn, yeah. I mean, I still am. You know what I mean? It's just something that, like, once it's he really true it's it is and like every time i see him on screen i'm just like Ugh, like it's just this guttural reaction of holy shit i saw the cowboy bebop trailer and i was like what the fuck it just hits my vagina like a freight train every time i see him he's just <laughs> that is such a crazy like 
visual. Crazily vivid, vivid, but like it's so real true thing. though. <laughs> it's so like, true, and he's this like that is real. He's this horribly, and I'm so sorry that we've spent literally the last 15 minutes just talking about John Cho when like we need to pay I'm not like sorry. we need to I'm pay additional sorry. due to Cal Penn. I just feel bad like that. We're we will get we will we'll get there. Like, and this is we're setting the foundation for how important these films are. Political Bay. We have a lot to say about. Oh, he's he's Cal Penn can get it too. He's also like sexy, sexy mouth Bay, like sexiest mouth I've ever seen. John Cho is like this horribly disarming version of hot. Where like, yes, he could be in like some overseas cologne ad, like in a suit, a la James Bond, you know, and you'd be like, yes. That's appropriate. He's debonair. He's tall, dark, and handsome. He's gorgeous. He's just like, you know, he's a man. And you hear his voice, and his voice is so resonant and, like, sexy and gentlemanly and just everything. And then also, he's a fucking goofball. And he's actually, like, very down-to-earth, and he's very politically active and outspoken, and that's, like, he's just everything. He's truly everything, and it's the worst. And the best. And the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said it. There. You said it. Well, I feel like to your point, we should move on. <laughs> I mean, John Cho's just out there being fucking sexy and shit. And Forever. And to live with it. Forever. It's John Cho's world and we just live in we it. We just live in it. Um, but let's talk about our South Asian Bay. Yes. Alpine. Yes. Political Bay. Harold and Kumar was my introduction to him. Actually, no, that's a lie. So he was in Van Wilder. So this is actually, this is a really good foray into like the media landscape in which Harold and Kumar is introduced. So this is kind of a cursed period of what I call like raunchy titty movies, like raunchy titty comedies that are horrible to women. Like these movies are no exception. Like I love these movies so fucking much, but the amount that I have to forgive, like while I'm watching them, it's a Mm -hmm. lot. It's a lot. These movies, like, I do put them a little bit separate because they do a little bit more. But literally, at that time, like, I think once American Pie came out, I feel like around, like, early aughts, like, early to mid-aughts, even, like, late aughts, it was just, like, an onslaught of, of like, testosterone like, raunchy titty fests. Um, That's true. Yeah. It was an era in film. It really was. We all just kind of had to get through. We all just had to get through. Like, like women tend to be, you know, we're put in the place of like getting through a lot of shit, you know, Mm. Um, Mm -mm. both in life and in like our pop culture consumption. Like, let's be real. Let's Um, be real. Yeah. It's like we're always forced to sit through like the male gaze. We're always forced to sit through like the male perspective the male-driven story, and it's like, oh, yeah, we, you enjoy this, too. And then anytime anything where it's flipped comes out, it's just like, oh, no, that's like a woman's movie. I'm not watching that. I'm not sitting through that. Like, that's not for me. Anyway, so Van Wilder was in that camp, and that was this was when, like, Ryan Reynolds was mostly, like, a comedic actor. Like, this was before he became, like, you know. A superhero. Superhero, exactly. <laughs> so he was in Van Wilder with... Cal and Cal was playing a stereotypical character, you know, and he played it incredibly well. Like there were definitely funny moments in that movie, but it was a raunchy titty fest and I'm not, I'm not here for it. Do you know who was in that? The love interest in that movie was Tara Reid. 
Not surprised. Tara that was Reed. that was the height of Tara Reed. It was, you know, and then she came like crashing and burning, and it kind of. <sighs> so in the same year that Cal was in the first installation of the Harold and Kum- Harold and Kumar trilogy, he was also in one of my other favorite comedic films. Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh my God, I always forget that he's in that. Why do I always forget? <laughs> I forget it's him for some reason. And he's like playing a South Asian thug. Hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> and that movie is amazing. For those of you who haven't seen it, it, Jamie Kennedy is hilarious as the son of a gubernatorial <laughs> candidate who's like spoiled and aimless and is an embarrassment to his dad's campaign because he's there's a real risk that his uh, thuggery will be his white boy thuggery will be like a detriment to his dad's campaign ambitions. Um, his dad, his 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 dad's campaign manager hires two actors played oh by Tay Diggs and Anthony Anderson. So fucking funny. They're so good in, in that. In in some of the best roles of their career. Truly, which is like truly, those scenes between the two of them are like, nah, like. Nah. <laughs> I'm actually getting, I actually need to now watch that tonight. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to watch a compilation of those scenes. Of, of the, all the scenes, just with Tay Diggs and Anthony Anderson yes. makes the film. And maybe the raps, the freestyle raps that Jamie Kennedy does. <laughs> I'm a Floyd Maverick. <laughs> oh, so great. So um, good. But Cal Penn is in that film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, it, you know, not in a, not in a leading role, mm-hmm. but he's uh, ensemble, part of the ensemble cast that yes. forms. Um, Jamie Kennedy's son, uh, Jamie, son, Jamie, Ke- Jamie Kennedy's character, Brad's Brad, entourage. be rad. Be rad. Be rad. <laughs> Everything about it was so inspired. Like, I wish I had written the script myself. It's so fucking perfect. <laughs> it really is. I feel like it, when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, this, this could have been Mia's brainchild. Like, I feel like this yeah. is a manifestation of her, po- all of her pop culture interests, like, all converging and like, like into one weird product. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's even like made up songs that are funny. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> Fucking love it. Anyway, we're on a tangent with Malibu's Most Wanted. But if so you want to see some more Cal Penn early aughts, check it out. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I highly encourage you to go through both of these leads, like their entire filmography. They never disappoint. They're both like their comedic timing is wonderful. And they're both really good dramatic actors. Um, Cal Penn is really good in The Namesake, which is based on that amazing mm-hmm. Jhumpa Lahari um, yes, that novel. came out in 2009. Amazing oh. novel, amazing movie adaptation, which I've only seen once for some reason, like when it came out. Same. But, I, but, and, but I think about it all the time and I'm like, I should go back and watch that. It's highly recommended. And I got two horny thumb, when he... very enthusiastic <laughs> thumbs up. Fun holiday fun. fun. Hello. Was I the only one <laughs> listening? I mean, I thought it reeked. Um, I believe that was your designer imposter perfume. And then she goes, Amber, like under her, like she mouths whatever as she gets up. Amber is everything in that movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of tangents. Yeah, the namesake. I got very horny. I think about how horny I got in that scene where so he's like dating this white girl for like a good chunk of the movie and like the cultural differences this very rich white girl by the way like super waspy like new york city area white girl and so he goes to the the hamptons with her family and there's a scene where they're like 
briefly making out like on the porch of their Hamptons house and he like hikes up her leg like on this and I'm like oh Cal but back to Harold and Kumar I can't recall if I saw the first film in the movie theater but I do remember when I first saw it just being like this is this is a movie of my heart it just felt I felt kindred with these two characters the movie takes place in New Jersey and it it has like the beating heart of the tri-state area like in it. It just feels very Jersey. It feels Can like a very I Jersey movie. Ask questions about what everything you just said. Sure. So, do you feel as though these are people you would be friends with in real life? Like would you be friends with Harold and Kumar? Wow, I feel in like all of their stoner glory. Oh, IRL. I mean, so here's the thing. I feel like well, we sort of have to pause and be like, because they were in the first movie, the characters are supposed to be what, like 25? Maybe so even when less you were 25, would you have been friends with Harold? I mean, I feel like we probably wouldn't have been close necessarily because I wasn't like a huge pot smoker. And that seems to be like sort of the cornerstone of, of Kumar's life. <laughs> Like weed is is his bay. <laughs> weed is his bay. Weed bae. is his bay. There's a whole like, like fantasy sequence the, about it. Yeah. But I feel like I was friends with like I and I feel like we just knew a lot of guys like that. You know what I mean? He, they just feel we were, really like, familiar. emotionally unavailable because they were in love with pot. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely not where I was going with that. But please say more. <laughs> please say more. Well, I just feel like a lot of the guys I feel like we knew growing up. From a distance, and they weren't people that we were close, right, close exactly. to. Right, exactly. Which is yeah. the whole point of everything you just said. Right. They were like stoners. Yeah. Which made them like a little like weird and like emotionally unavailable. Like they weren't ever really present. Yeah. Yeah, like Kumar. I feel like Harold is is emotionally present. Like for the, he's actually very emotionally present in the first movie. Yeah. He's got a lot of rage that he's like always like. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite part is. <laughs> When are they going to develop button technology that understands urgency? <laughs> they're, they're on this like deserted road and Harold is very uptight. Like this is the whole. So it's this is like a classic genre wise. It's like a road trip movie and it's a classic buddy comedy. So you have a like buddy stoner film. buddy stoner film. You have the straight man and the wild card. The wild card is Kumar. He's the one who's always smoking, smoking pot and like getting Harold into trouble. Although what I love about this movie is that they're both also like very smart and very academically successful, you know, like Kumar, like the movie opens with Kumar, like doing his med school interview and um, (laughs) bombing it because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, he he takes a, a phone call from Harold like during the interview and like just you know yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, I've seen the first movie like three thousand times like easily, but I I love that they're both like th- they're both also like just very smart and like cerebral and good All right. school and shit. I gotta I gotta yell at Fizzy. Fizzy, shut up! <laughs> So basically, like, the beauty of their friendship is that they complement each other. Like, the beauty of their love, if you will. I'm not even going to say bromance. Like, it's straight up love, bitch. So mm. the beauty of their love is that, like, you know, Kumar is a little more of a wild card and he brings out Harold's spontaneous side. He encourages him to stand up for himself, like that kind of thing, and just step outside his comfort zone. 
Whereas Harold, you know, encourages Kamar to be a little bit more responsible and mm-hmm. um, be there for the mm-hmm. people he loves and all that mm-hmm. shit. And to not be as emotionally unavailable. Yes. And to be stunted. present. Yes. Also, like, very important recurring characters, Rosenberg and Goldstein, my booze. Yes. Played by Eddie K. Yes. Thomas and the boo of my life, David Crumholtz, who I had a very okay, weird... we've never, we've never talked <laughs> well, about, well... The orange. I, can't, we're not, I, I can't even finish this. My full. I can't even finish anything I'm about to say. Keep going. Why? Why not? Well, he looks like someone that we both used to know, and you have to know. Who does he look like? Your Argus boyfriend. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he does not at yes, all. Yes, he totally does. Oh my god! Wow, wow! The You're saying that because they're both Jewish? Wow! I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I'm totally. Kidding. I'm like messing hey! with you. I'm messing with you. No, but I, I don't see it. I really don't. Hold on. I'm gonna have the, to like pull up photos of any, both of any, them. Any, any person that would say, "Oh, I have a thing for Crumholtz." Is that what his name? Crumholtz. David Crumholtz. Yeah, David Crumholtz. Okay. They favor each other. Like, they come fucking, on. They fucking don't. All right. I'm yes, pulling they up photos. Do. <laughs> All right. So we're going to. I will die on this sword. We're going to. I'm going to. I'm going to find good pictures of the both of them. Because what what came up with the both of them was like not good. So. Is it that easy to find pictures of both of them? Yeah. Because. Um, so we're going to bleep this name. Thank you in advance, Brogan. Uh, there was a guy who was on our high school newspaper who, for some reason, I developed a crush on senior year. Like, I don't know what was happening there. Because he looked like David. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this predates my David Crumholtz thing, which I will which I will explain. I feel like this entire episode is just us being horny about the actors in these movies. That's the tangent. That's the tangent this time. That's our tangent. That's the tangent. It's the horny tangent. So the name we're about to bleep is this guy that worked on the newspaper. I don't even have to mention. You know what? I won't even mention his name. Not even going to say his name. I know. You You know know his name. I know his name. He went. He was interested in becoming a screenwriter. He went to USC for screenwriting and he became a writer. He was very successful. He became a writer on Mad Men. He's like done a lot of shit. So he I literally forgot everything you just said. <laughs> so I'm hearing this again for the first no, time. No, you may again. not have like, known. Like, I don't think we've talked about it. Because I've been like sitting, you know, and being angry at home about it forever. So, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, but be, for that reason, Wait there a are minute. photos did of he, him. Did he become insanely hot? What the fuck is this picture? Ew, no. Don't say that. Ew. Oh, my God. This is not him. No, he didn't. Get the <laughs> yes, fuck he... out of here. Uh, what is happening? This is not the same guy. Don't be like this. this. Is, but it is the same guy. I, like, see Don't be the, like, like this. I don't feel like be the, like this. The don't be like, like this. Don't I be like this. <laughs> <laughs> I see the thread of like the continuity of then and now, 20 years apart. But oh my god! Why you got it? How you gonna rip it like this, son? How you gonna? Rip it? <laughs> Holy shit! Holy! Why? Why you do this? Why you do this? <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Why you do oh this? God. I'm so upset. Why? I can't even. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's just ha- I. It's damn. Like, okay. No. Okay. Hollywood glow up. Okay. Fucking agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> you, do you think he looked better then? I don't think he ever looked good. And this is entirely, 
This is entirely like informed by how I feel about him as a human being. So it's oh not, my God. it's not, doesn't have anything like if I hate a person, like, or if I don't like them as a person, I'm going to think they're hideous. Like, that's just where this is coming from. They look nothing alike, him and David Crumholtz. No, no, I agree now. I okay. mean, clearly they don't look anything alike. They I mean, don't. oh my God. Like, they but have also, different eye colors. Like, you know. But also, like, I mean, he's got these nice eyebrows. Like, he always had nice eyebrows. No, I know, but now you can really, with the, with the bald head, you can really see. I mean, it's just so you know what's upsetting me like now that i'm looking at these photos of him it is like very comparable to my one who got away like in the aesthetic and that's really upsetting like you can see that you think he looks like him Mm -hmm. there's fake so so then why are you getting mad at me for being like holy shit because i hate him and i don't want us to compliment him ever oh oh okay okay because he's trash okay he also got a hella boner when we made out. I remember was, that. Well, I wasn't there, was, but I remember you telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass out. That's so funny. Oh, my God. How do we make that the title of the episode and have it make sense? Because that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I wasn't there when you were making out with him, but I remember that. I wasn't there, but I remember that. Well, you know what it was? I mean, you did tell me the hookup story like in detail. And, you know, when you're in high school, one year age differences matter. Yeah, right? they do. And so, they do. And so it was so there was a whole element to it of it like yes. being a hookup in the hi- in the newspaper office. No, it wasn't in the office. Oh. There wasn't one time where you made out in the office? Maybe there was. I blocked it out. Like I d- definitely There was blocked a week one time. It, it might not have been the same a time. Good memory. It might not have been the same time, but yeah. like um point being, I just have the image I have in my head is like senior Caitlin, like yeah. you know. Like, getting yeah. it on with Junior But dude, you, But you like, know what? It, I was not the only one. He clearly, like, you know. Wait, was there drama that I'm forgetting? Was he, like, double-timing? Yeah, with Guess Who. No! Oh, wait. <laughs> that is so fucked. Yeah, I know. Anyway. And he's also, not, well, okay. he was trash in high school. But, like, which, which who, who of us wasn't trash in high school? You know? I was trash I was in high school. I was not trash in high school. I was. I was not. I was. You think you were? Would you really yeah. say that? I mean, I think I was just uh, trash in the sense that, like, I was just young and, like, didn't know what the fuck I was doing and, like, hurt people because I was selfish. You know, that kind of thing. I don't remember any of that. We'll have to talk about it offline. But Okay. <laughs> so, back to David Crumholtz. I, so I never, like, I thought he was cute in, like, Adam's Family Values and then... I had a weird sexual dream about him several years ago. It was the first and only time that's ever happened with him. And it had mm. such a deep impact on me that from that point forward, I was like really attracted to him because it felt like we... But, but is that the first place he appeared? Yes. Like it wasn't like you had had no. conscious thoughts. No. That's crazy. No, it was really random. It was so random. And then I woke up like, boop, I'm attracted to David Crumholtz forever now. <laughs> Are you attracted to him in, um... Oh, 10 Things? Yeah. (laughs) I think he's cute. He's very funny in the Harold and Kumar movies. I love Rosenberg and Goldstein. I think they're fucking everything. I love them. 
Neil Patrick Harris playing himself. Like this was really the resurgence so of NPH. That's what that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. It's just that like he was like what's the word for those types of people? You know, he had like obviously, you know, we grew up with him on Doogie Hauser. He kind of then like disappeared. Yeah, he was a huge child star and then child like, star, exactly. And then he just bam, like mm-hmm. Came back on the scene. Yeah, he's talked. He's had a lot of interviews about like that whole thing and like the time in between where he wasn't working that much. There was an interview with NPH where he he talked about how somewhat like he he got really good advice when he was on Doogie Howser. A lot of people around him were like giving him a realistic view of what his career was going to be like, and they were like, "There will be down periods where you will not get any work, and you will like." disappear essentially and you have to be okay to like ride that out so during that period i remember he did he's a musical theater actor so he did a shit ton of musical theater like he was just doing regional theater like for years and years and then he came back harold and kumar with a bang and this was before he was on uh how i met your mother so but i really feel like harold and kumar was like a re you know just a re-entry into totally and then he started just being booked and busy after that. Yeah, I think that him playing that weird version of himself paved the way for him playing Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother. I think that that was really what did it. But can you imagine like being Neil Patrick Harris and getting this script where there's a character that's you and you're just like, what? Right? <laughs> that's written like a complete sociopath. <laughs> right. It's interesting because I feel like he drew on that for his Barney Stinson character. Totally, exactly. Yeah, there's he definitely like, oh, similarities I'll take this to the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, and now, ah, uh, knowing Cal Penn came out as gay, mm-hmm. and yeah. Patrick Harris is this, also gay. This movie's hella queer. I'm like, I'm like, Cal, talk to me. What were you going through? Were you like opening up to Neil? I do have a little bit of trivia. I don't know if you know this, but the actress who plays Maria in the three films, Paula Garces, she was also in Dangerous Minds. Was she? She play. She's like she's one of the students in the class, and she's you only. She has no lines. Like you only just see her like in the classroom. But I remember the, one of the last times I was watching it, I was like, "Is that Maria from Harold and Kumar?" And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Holy shit, that is her." So what are your, I, I'm curious, what are your feelings about the three films and uh, how would you rank them? I, I, I would rank them in the order that they. Really? Yeah. So number two over number three. Mm-hmm. Could you say more about that? Well, I, it's not like a fair ranking because like I've literally seen the first one the most. Yeah. I've seen the second one, the second most. Really? <laughs> I've seen the third one, like only once. That's so interesting because I hate the second movie. Like for the like I hate most of the second movie. Did you and I see that in the theater together? I, I feel, feel like, like we, we did. did. Guantan- I think we saw Guantanamo Bay together. Probably. Yeah. I mean there there's parts of Guantanamo Bay that I really like. But I feel like they leaned really hard into like the Titty Ranch Fest in that movie, which is why I don't mm. like it as much. Why all? Why else don't I like it that much? I'm not a huge fan of Vanessa, like the character or like the actress that plays her. I'm just like, eh. I just feel very eh about her, and she plays a really huge role in that movie. 
So I don't know. And I love the third one because it takes place in New York. It's a Christmas movie and it's very gay. And I think it's really heartwarming to see them start out, you know, estranged and come back together. Yeah. I would have to give it a rewatch to like. Gotcha. Stand for it. So I would actually go one, three, two. Mm, but one would still be number one for you one's still very much number one i've i've seen that movie so many times i love it so much it's one of my like i could probably recite a lot of it but i do in the second movie i do love the high school flashback when you get to see emo harold like that's hilarious Mm -hmm. i remember when we Mm -hmm. saw that in the theater i died laughing and also i love kumar's nerdy is it like a calculus poem yeah there's more that we can say about these but i feel like I feel like we devoted enough horny time to it. Any final words? Harold, Kumar, NPH, um, Cal Penn, John Cho. Just that, like, I don't know. I don't know if, like, Gen Z would view this as a classic film or not. Mm. But I do think for, like, our generation, it was, like, iconic. Mm-hmm film that's like sort of just in our cultural zeitgeist like it was a thing agreed i feel like a lot of because it came out in 2004 right the first movie it was like something like that yeah Yeah. everything like every major movie like that that came out when we were in college was like i feel like that like lord of the rings um the Chappelle show like was on tv at that time those were like sort of very core cultural things for us yeah. yeah. And I also think at that up until that point, like, you know, we can talk about all the ways in which there's been, you know, Asian Americans have struggled to like, first oh of all, just God. in Hollywood period, but then certainly in comedic roles, like not mm-hmm. being able to be seen as funny aside from like playing stereotypical. Yeah. You, you, and you kind of hinted at, hinted at that before, but the idea that you had in John Cho or Korean American and in um, Cal Penn, Indian American that were representing different parts of you know the asian sort of like diaspora diaspora so to speak but like being honored for their comedic chops Mm -hmm. and for not always honoring the like model minority myth of being asian Mm -hmm. totally cool to see yeah it's a real game changer i feel like it's summed up really beautifully in the, the the intro to the first film like the first 10 minutes where you see the two white guys who are like, who you think are going to be the two leads in the movie. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Ethan mm-hmm. Embry, who was like mm-hmm. a high profile actor at that time. So like mm-hmm. you assume, oh, we're going to be following these two guys. And then you sort of get, what's the word? Your expectations get flipped. And it's really cool how they do that. They set you up to expect the usual of the genre and then subvert your expectations. Uh, what are we talking about next week? Are we doing Babysitter's Club? Finally? It is Babysitter's Club, though. The OG episode. Where oh, can I'm gonna we watch come... this, by the way? Uh, that's a good question. It was on Netflix a while ago. Was I wonder it? if it's still on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I'll, 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 I'll can do some research on that. But literally, I'm coming with, like, notes. Like, I have oh, notes girl, yeah. for every fucking episode. This is, I mean, this is going to be another Professor Meal and Howard Esquire moment. <laughs> It really I is. I have notes on Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for us to devote at least 10 minutes to the school dance episode. 
Oh, there's gonna be some choice. I, well, actually, that whole episode readings. is like is like choice because like <laughs> then there's the the, the oh boy the girl that they're crushing over. Oh my god! When he dropped when, when he dropped the soccer. Yes, with his fucking hair. Shane, with his hair. Did I Shane something with his hair? Oh my god, his perfect hair. Look his hair. And um, when he drops the soccer ball, and he's like, and he like looks down and looks up, and he's like, "Don't drop it." And it's like so hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's giving me like um, by proxy, like you're giving me butterflies the way that Junior Floyd does in the film Little Giants. Mm-hmm. I still get butterflies when I watch that movie. First of all, like every movie in that little genre of like teen, of like of like preteen love mm. is oh. brutal. Oh, so my brutal. girl, brutal, brutal, little giants, brutal. brutal. Now and then, brutal. brutal. Like are you trying Sawa to kill us? Is like two of them. <laughs> Casper, <laughs> Casper, <laughs> killing me. Casper, killing me. Oh, Dead. preteen love just destroys me. Deceased. It really does. Deceased. Fucking Devin coming back. To real life at the end of Casper. Can I keep kill you? Kill me now. Yeah. Kill me now. Kill me now. Where one little peck on the lips could just literally make it was like a freight train. That was the first. That's what it felt like at eleven. Of a freight train hit your vagina. Okay. It hits the the heart vagina. The heart combination. Vagina. The heart vagina. In yeah. Oh my for the God. vagina heart. Babysitters club. Say, Say hello, hello to, to your friends. Babysitters oh. club. Yeah. Say hello to your friends. Yeah. Say hello you to your friends. Babysitters club. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. Babysitters club. Goodbye. Because you know that your friends are always.